Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Ethan Hatcher from Saturday Night on The Circle. In for Casey. Whole lot of Donald Trump today. Of course, the indictment coming down yesterday evening. More than 30 counts related to the Stormy Daniels alleged hush money payments. And we've spent much of the first hour, and we'll spend a lot of the second and much of our show today talking about that, the societal ramifications of that, the political ramifications of uh, ramifications of that. And one of the things, Ethan, I said I wanted to do was because I consider this a historical event, and you don't want to be uh, overly um, – you don't want to oversell something with a momentary take, right? You don't want to – People, you see this all the time where people are on TV and breaking news hits and this is one of the biggest things to ever happen in the history of the world. And then you realize, hey, three days later, well, you know, it's kind of important, but it's not one of the biggest things ever. But I think, and especially as I've had an evening to digest this, I still feel like this is, we will look back on this as a very big time in American history because it's a new time in American history. It's what we're, we're, we refer to as a watershed moment. A new wa- watermark has been made by indicting a former president, and we're officially in uncharted territory as far as how this navigates. A question I wanted to ask you yes. is, do you think it is coincidental that this dropped on a Friday because originally the indictment was supposed to come out on a Tuesday and being a media man yourself you know often that the strategy and narrative building between dumping news on a Friday is either you want it to disappear because nobody will talk about it or you want it to be the only thing that people talk about for a few days isn't that an interesting question this whole thing has been bizarre because what was this two weeks ago now or a week ago a week and a half ago now Trump comes out and says I will be indicted on Tuesday Mm -hmm. well then it comes and goes and there's no indictment and then you hear things like hey there's been delays and this guy pecker is testifying and And i thought it was all going to fall apart at that point i thought this was going to go away i thought alvin bragg had overreached and was getting slapped down by his own grand jury i I mean (laughs) well and then the the report came out just yesterday that said hey they're gonna break for a month so we won't have anything for a month we talked about this yesterday on the air and then all of a sudden late last night these indictment charges this indictment, these charges, they come down. So you don't really know what to make of any of it other than you know this is a politically driven thing and this guy Bragg had decided it's very Duke lacrosse in the sense of the guy decided from the beginning where he was going to end up rather than, hey, I'll follow the facts and if the facts leave me somewhere, I'll go for it. But he knew clearly from the beginning the political pressure from his own side, I've got to get Trump on something. These questions will be answered in due course, but I am just deathly curious who the witness was that addressed the grand jury last minute in a 30-minute testimony that swayed 12 of the 23 jury members in New York. And trust me, Rob, I'm sure it was an incredibly difficult task to find 12 (laughs) jury members that were uh, disgruntled with Donald Trump in the state of New York. Well, Donald Trump Jr. spoke last night, and he was, uh, as you might might guess, Ethan, he was none too pleased. I was proven even more right than I would have ever imagined, because apparently, you know, Soros to back Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is actually indicting my father. So let's be clear, folks. This is like communist level 
This is stuff that would make Mao, Stalin, uh, Pol Pot. Don't oversell. It would make them blush. It's so flagrant. It's so crazed. When even like the radical leftists of the Washington Post are out there saying, it's not really based on facts. It's not really based on the law. It's not really based in reality. But it's 100% based on politics. When your enemies are saying that, it's got to tell you everything you need to know right now about where we are as a country. Uh, maybe a little over the top with the comparisons to the brutal dictators who killed a whole Stalin bunch of people. Stalin would have you shot behind the uh, bar. Yeah, but 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 the reality <laughs> is we are in we are in a new frontier, and he's getting the point across yes, by yes, being yes, yes. over the top about it. That we are in a new frontier in which we are now going after people for wholly political reasons who are declared candidates for public office and the front runner, at least as of now, for their party's presidential nomination. But those three particularly murderous dictators, I believe, would be taking uh, exceedingly more drastic measures, as they did during their tenures in those awful, awful years in the countries that they ruled. All right, now this is very interesting. So this actually came out before the indictment came down. So Megyn Kelly was doing an interview somewhere. It was in front of a live audience. And again, this happened before the indictment announcement and she had said just earlier in the day that it would be good for trump to get indicted if i were trump i'd be on on my little altar every night praying that alvin bragg indicts me please please lord let let alvin bragg convince that grand jury i mean his numbers are going like this have you seen trump's numbers they're going like this why he's in the news He's back in the news. He's being persecuted. And the, these criminal prosecutions are persecutions. They're absolutely absurd, all three of them. Georgia, Alvin Bragg in New York, and the special counsel, I think they're all baseless. That's my legal opinion. Um, so he should beg because he does well when he's being persecuted and he gets out there as like the strong man saying, I'm going to take everybody on. And if I were DeSantis, I'd be praying for the opposite, that they leave him alone. I think she's right. I yeah. think at least in the Republican primary, this absolutely helps Donald Trump because it, it really freezes everybody running against him. Because if you, I mean, I can imagine a world where, where you'd be a candidate for president, not named Chris Christie, and 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 say, yeah, this is probably right. We got to let the legal system play out here. I mean, they're not going to do that. So now Trump's the victim. Trump's getting all the attention. He's the victim. You're lifting him up. So by saying, yeah, this guy's getting a raw deal, people are going, yeah, he's getting a raw deal. I'll vote for him. I think for whatever reason, Democrats were really thirsty to put Trump's speculation that he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and get away with it, <laughs> increase popularity. We really wanted to put that theory to the test. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, they couldn't get him on murder. So I guess it's 30 uh, misdemeanor business charges. Now, the most important question will be, how does this play out in a general election? And I yeah. guess the other important question, too, is what's the staying power? of this like is this a thing i think you're definitely going to see trump with a bump in the polls in the certainly the republican polls but what ultimately if you can't get across the finish line in november 2024 it doesn't matter and how does this play with those undecided people in those swing states michigan pennsylvania wisconsin you know you know the usual suspects what's your gut on that because this this galvanizes the republican base for sure you know it's going to give uh, trump a significant bump in the his primary battle for sure um but does this play well with the general uh i don't know ethan i have no idea because hi good night everybody is a u.s senator in pennsylvania i gave up trying to understand how and what people do and 
and how they vote when the high good night everybody john fetterman was elected to the u.s senate so i'm totally out on the predictor game when it comes to what people in other states are gonna do because who knows all right when we come back well we got plenty of trump coverage the rest of the day but when we come back let's have some fun one of the all-time great radio names in the city of indianapolis one of those funny people you've ever met legendary broadcaster comic jay baker gonna join us he's got a uh, being a part of a big a really great charity event that's coming up later in april that's gonna help some people he's getting up on stage so let's have some fun we'll smile we'll laugh it's coming up next kendall and casey show 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So much drama going on in the world right now. Let's take a moment and have a reason to smile. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Ethan in for Casey today. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline joined by one of the all-time great names in Indianapolis radio. You know him from his years on the Bob and Tom show. Stand-up comedy and a whole bunch more. The great, the legend, Jay Baker. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. It's great being here on the Regis and Kathy Lee show. And uh, <laughs> my condolences, I understand Regis is a little under the weather. Hey, so before we get into what you're doing with comedy now and this great event that you're going to be a part of coming up again in April, I got to ask you, so you obviously made people laugh for a very, very, very long time. And you found the funny side of things when you would have national impl- implicating events like the one we're talking about today with the, with the president going on. And I know you handled everything you know from space shuttle disasters 9-11 how would you handle that when you were a funny guy but you got to talk about very serious topics yeah actually you raise a great point you have to be really careful and uh you know in stand-up comedy in broadcasting in life I think you have to measure the temperature of the room. And, you know, after 9-11, our country literally came to a standstill. No sporting events, no live theater, no shows of any kind. Yet, uh, I think within 48 48 hours to three to four days later, people were saying, I need to have something take my mind off this. So, unfortunately, yes. We take a pause, but I think we need to get back in there with entertainment, with comedy, because that's how we cope as a nation. Yeah, the legendary Jay Baker joining us. So you have been doing, over the years, stand-up comedy for a very long time. You made a lot of people laugh. You played a lot of big clubs. I'm curious why why you got into stand-up comedy. Did the stand-up comedy come before the radio, or did the radio come before the stand-up comedy, and how did those two kind of intertwine? Uh, The stand-up comedy came first, and it was just a way to make extra money in college. Uh, I feel a little bit bad now, uh, but uh, they used to have these university coffeehouse competitions, you know, talent competitions, and I'd show up with about 30 of my fraternity brothers. Uh, I'd I'd go on stage, Pat, you know, after the girl, the very nice girl on the piano was – did imagine that I'd hop up on stage, do some uh, brisk comedy. Uh, my 30 fraternity brothers would laugh. We'd take the $25 prize and enjoy life, as I like to say. 
Now, uh, yesterday, Hammer and Nigel had Dave, Dave the King Wilson, who you know very well, on. And it's WrestleMania week, Jay. I don't know if you were aware of that. Sunday and Saturday and Sunday are WrestleMania. And he was telling stories about working with Indianapolis legend, wrestling legend, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I think you yeah. guys over there at Q did some stuff with, with the brain over the years. Yeah, in fact, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan set up a special exhibition match at the Vogue of all places. <laughs> and right in the middle of the club, they had the ring. And uh, we got to go in there and interact with the wrestlers and everything. And it was really funny because Bobby was very upfront. He goes, look, these are very big men. <laughs> so if you hear us whisper duck or move to your right, please do so immediately. <laughs> You know, a lot of people don't realize that he was from Indianapolis and he would come back here all the time. And I'm curious for a guy like you, is a brilliant guy, funny guy, made people laugh for years and years and years. Of course, you did all those great characters and bits on Bob and Tom. When you're around another brilliant guy, that's got to be just like an incredible energy together when you're around someone who gets what you're doing and you get what they're doing. No, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, we've been very fortunate through the years of working with some highly talented people. And you know, you love music. So you know what a thrill it is to be around the people that actually create that music or create that art or that competition. You know, meeting Reggie Wayne is pretty exciting because there's another insanely talented individual too. So yeah, there's a lot of synergistic uh, energy that happens. uh, And I would just have to chalk it up to being very fortunate. I bet you feel fortunate for some of the people you get to work with. Well, I, you know, and many people may not know this. Jay Baker, our guest, you know him from his years on the Bob and Tom show, stand-up comedy. Many people may not know this, that you are my radio mentor. And the fact that people get to enjoy me each day between 9 and noon, we basically owe it all to you because I just stole most of your stuff, your humor, your wit, your delivery. I basically am just a Jay Baker ripoff. <laughs> No, that's fine. Uh, you know, my feeling is you're making a better living than I am right now. So uh, more power to you, young man. Do you think but, about uh, that? Because there's just a litany of people who you mentored who have gone on to do really great things, not just in the city of Indianapolis in terms of radio or media, but nationally. Do you sit back and look back on that and say, man, that may be my greatest contribution is all the people who I helped get into this business and now make a good living in this business? No, I appreciate you saying that. I've had more than one person point out, if you listen very closely to this individual, you can hear that him working with you in the past years really rubbed off on him. And I take that as a huge compliment because you know how it is in this business. You have to sort of emulate someone to get started before you create your own style. So you're going to have to copy somebody and, uh, I view it as the highest compliment anyone could pay. Uh, Before we get to this big comedy charity event you've got coming up, I did want to ask you, you know, I think about all the great bits that you did uh, and and the people that you worked with in the early days of Bob and Tom, and you think about a lot of those things now, they don't seem to play them very much anymore. I don't know if they can't or they just won't, but do you think about now and go, man, the stuff that we did was so funny, we totally probably get canceled for doing that today, and people just laughed and loved it back then. 
Well, isn't it interesting that that particular tide has turned? I think that, yes, I think that if you perform on stage, I think you need to be respectful of an audience. But you are absolutely correct. Some of the things that we used to sort of skewer people with to get a laugh, not all of that was malicious. If you look at YouTube and look up an old Don Rickles routine, he rips everybody. But wouldn't you say it's funny? Now, you're right. That particular form of comedy probably wouldn't, you know, probably would get, uh, you know, yanked (laughs) nowadays. Uh, The legendary Jay Baker is our guest. All right, so let's talk about this big stand-up comedy event you are a part of, along with some other uh, local celebrities. It's for the Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance. It's April the 22nd at the Brownsburg American Legion. Now, this is a great group in Brownsburg. I'm going to actually emcee the the event and bring you up on stage, which is great. Uh, Let's talk quickly about Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance, Jay. They help people, older people all throughout central Indiana, people that may be in need, the senior citizens, I think this is a wonderful group. Yeah, I do, too. I I co-host a public affairs show. And, you know, public affairs shows are those boring (laughs) shows you have to listen to on a Sunday morning. But we've attempted with our show to really point things out about how life works and to sort of take a little comedic uh, view of things without, you know, without damaging things. But the reason why I bring that up is, we live in an alienated society. You know, we, we connect through social media, but we rarely connect person to person, face to face. And the problem gets worse as you get older. You can become literally alienated as you grow older. Your kids are busy. Uh, you know, your neighborhood is hopping. You can't even get a chance to meet your neighbor because your neighbor's working 12 hours a day. So, You know, I think that's what makes uh, the Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance so strong because it really looks at reconnecting people, in this case, older Americans, which I proudly count myself (laughs) in that group now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so I'm the, not gonna lie. <laughs> so the event again, it's April the twenty second. It's uh, a stand up comedy show. Jay Baker will be a part of it. I'll be emceeing. Other local celebrities will be there. Uh, you can get tickets for this event. It's at Bberg. O-A-A, so B-B-U-R-G-O-A-A dot org. That's B-B-U-R-G-O-A-A dot org, or you just Google uh, Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance. Now, you got you were part of this last year, Jay. You sold the place out, and my favorite part about this is Jay gets up on stage and goes, all right, we got two options on this show. We can do the clean show or the dirty show, <laughs> and by voice vote, overwhelmingly, the dirty show won! <laughs> Well, we always check, you know, always read the room is what dad said, you know, (laughs) the legendary Jay Baker. Love you, my man. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all the laughs. And I look forward to seeing you April the 22nd at the uh, Brownsburg American Legion. That's going to be a great show. Jay, we love you. Hey, thank you. And thanks for having me on. It's the Kendall Casey show. 93 WIBC. I can see clearly Getting back into the Donald Trump conversation, 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey show. Yes, voicemails, they've not gone away. It'll be next hour, but I uh, wanted to delve back into this. Obviously, it is the topic that everybody's talking about. Uh, and again, different people put different levels of importance on things. I put a really high level of importance on this, Ethan. Again, not just because it's Trump, 
but because it is that new frontier. Yeah, you don't have to spin this to make it significant. This is the first time something like this has ever happened. It's a watershed moment. Yeah, you think in the 230 plus years of this country, and this is the first time this has happened, and you think of all the, I don't know, morally suspect characters that have held the White House. Yeah, like Warren G. Harding. I mean, come on. Yeah, you want to tell us about Warren G. Harding, Ethan? I mean, you want to talk, he was basically the most corrupt president we've ever had. Underhanded business deals, the guy couldn't say no. I mean, there was a lot of money getting pushed around in the Harding, uh, during the Harding presidency. And, look, we don't have a king, but we basically do in the sense of we give great, great, great deference to the president. Now, again, if Donald Trump was caught choking a man or strangling a man in the middle of, again, what do you say, Fifth Avenue or whatever. Okay, we're probably going to move forward with that, but this is not the sort of thing you move forward with with the President of the United States. It just dawned on me there's another connection to Warren G. Harding because he too offered a hush money payment to a person he was having an affair with. (laughs) There you go! Uh, So again, that's why we're spending so much of the show today on this is because I just think the level of importance is just off the charts and one of the ways that I, I thought to to get through the day was to bring you as many different voices on this topic as we could so you get an idea of where so many people certainly not just in the conservative movement, but in the legal community are. And so Sebastian Gorka, uh, he used to be, used to work for Trump. He's uh, was the former deputy assistant to Trump and uh, obviously now a very well-known television broadcaster. You hear him on the radio. Um, he said that this indictment of Trump is proof that the deep state exists. With this indictment, President Trump's mantra his platform, among everything else, that the deep state is real and has to be destroyed, has just been empirically demonstrated. We now have, as of nine minutes ago, the proof that the deep state exists and the person they are most afraid of is my former boss. So, you know, on a strategic scale, look, on a tactical scale, we know why they did it, because they detest this man. They must destroy him. On a strategic level, they've probably made him more powerful than any man in American history. That's interesting, right? Yeah. And I think he's probably not wrong in the sense of Trump's ability to dominate the headlines, dominate the conversation, consume all the oxygen in the room. I mean, just think just think about right here. So just take this radio station, Ethan. You may have seen uh, our numbers on this radio show. Very good. Number one in the, the key demo. Um, and we are spending essentially three hours talking about this guy. Now, there are some people who would not want that because he's being indicted. People would see that in a negative light. Many people would say, I don't want any part of that. I don't want any headlines like that. There's some people who don't even want their name in the newspaper for doing something good. But if you're a Donald Trump and you feed off of all the publicity, good, bad, whatever, you're fine with this. So there was a phrase that was bandied about, I heard at least twice in the last hour, and I was wondering if he was going to get to it in this soundbite, which he didn't. But the phrase legally pathetic has come up a number of times from Trump's attorney, from Jonathan Turley. And it's very important in messaging to get a consistent and very short phrase um, cemented into the public vernacular. And I wonder if we'll be seeing more legally pathetics. Now, another question that I have. That's a great point, Ethan. uh, There's another question that I have. 
have, which is um, it seems that multiple people are reaching the same conclusion that we are, uh, which is this does not, in fact, damage Trump. This elevates Trump, especially with the base and touching up against questions that I pondered in a previous hour. Is this intentional? Is this what Democrats are trying to do? Because it seems if not, then this is an incredibly self-inflicted you know, wound that's backfiring in their face. If it is, what do they hope to achieve? Well, you're a business guy. And so you understand um, executing when you have opportunity. Opportunity doesn't mean success. Opportunity means an access or an avenue to success. And there's lots of people who have lots of opportunities and never capitalize on them. And then there are people who have one or two opportunities in their life and they just blow them out of the water. And that is where it'll be interesting how Trump handles this opportunity for success. Because they're really, you can really frame this. And the, but the problem with Trump is he will make it about him. It'll all be about Trump. If Trump were smart... Which, I mean, Trump is a smart guy, but if I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. If Trump had... When Trump chooses to engage his intellect. Yes, perfect. And Trump had self-control, he would recognize and exploit that he has an avenue now to say, this is not about me, this is about you. And if they can do it to me, they will do it to you. And this election now is not Republican versus Democrat. This election is not Biden versus Trump. This election is now us versus them. The American way of life is on the line. What you have known America to be is on the line. They aren't hiding it anymore. So even if you don't like me, even if you don't care for my style or my substance or the way I go about doing things or the things I say or how my social media works, you need to recognize that my election is about you and you preserving and the ability to do the things you've always done and have a political voice in this in the in this world without fear of prosecution. That seems rather magnanimous coming from Trump. And as you pointed out, he often centers things around himself. Does he pivot to make this conversation about the American public? I kind of doubt it. And yeah, he, he no, has this enormous right. propensity for self-damaging. Yeah. OK, so Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, you know her. She was on Fox News for years. She was an attorney. She was married to Gavin Newsom, of all people, for a while. She's now, I think it's engaged. I don't think they're married yet. I think it's engaged to Donald Trump Jr. Uh, she was on Newsmax, and she said just that. If they can do it to Trump, they will do it to you. It should be fair for everyone, for every American. People should be afraid that if they can do this to Donald Trump, they can do it to you. And by the way, they can do it to the next Democrat that they don't like. This should be a bipartisan issue calling for law and order and for fairness in our justice system in the United States of America with the greatest justice system the world has seen. I was so proud to be a prosecutor. I'm holding my head down in shame at the disgrace of what has transpired here and the crime they're committing against Donald Trump. It is absolutely outrageous. But let me tell you something about Donald Trump, my friend, for 18 years. He is way stronger than any of them have any idea, and he is a total fighter. And they are after Donald Trump because they're really after you. They are after anyone that supports him. It is an absolute outrage, and it's a disgrace for this country. And I'll tell you something. He's going to fight this. I just got off the phone moments ago with Joe Tacopina, his attorney. He's going to do a fantastic job representing the president. He is appalled and angry about what has happened here. And I'll tell you something. You never really thought this was going to happen for a second because they said, oh, we're going to be off for two weeks. Oh, we're going to be off, you know, for four weeks. The grand jury is not going to be in session till the end of April. Nothing but lies and games. And then they drop this fake, pathetic sham of an indictment against an innocent man. Good take. Yeah. 
Good and, take. And close. She, she got half of it. You know, yeah. legally pathetic. So yeah. Just That's a, pathetic. That is a great, I think you hit on something there, though, that you really do need, in times like this, a very simple thing. We were talking about this before we went on there. We were talking about, um, it's election season. You you may not know it, other than there's a you know primary for the mayor of Indianapolis, but most local, now, you know, there's a Carmel mayor's race, and I think Westfield has a mayor's race. But I mean, by and large, it doesn't take up the oxygen, uh, you yeah, know, a presidential. Yeah, your local elections. Ooh, yeah, but really moving the waves here. But yeah. we were talking about ads, and one of the mistakes that people make when they run ads, whether it is on a flyer, a mailer, a radio ad, a television ad, is they try to say to many things. The American people's attention span is very small. And you, people who are effective running for public office, now there's a bunch of things that go into it, but people who are consistently effective are able to phrase their campaigns, or I'm sorry, shape their campaigns around one or two phrases that when people think of those people, that's what they think of. They're not going to vote based on 93 things you plan yeah. to do. They're going to vote based on a feel of you as a person and what they identify you with. You got to be the master of the elevator pitch. I, Everything that you say has to be fit on a napkin. I, I al- love that analogy from you multiple times. I always tell people this, that you need to pick two or three things and you're going to win or lose that race largely based on the decision you make on what those two or three things are. And that's how I'm one of the few people who can consistently beat school referendums in this state despite getting outspent or whatever because I know how to reach people. And I've told people this, and they, they the people who listen win, whether they're candidates or causes. You, you the, the time to spend a gajillion hours on something is figuring out what the three things are going to be or the four things are going to be and once you pick that you're going to live or die with those never get off those things and i if you are a candidate running for public office i cannot stress that enough and you were right on this it has to be a phrase right it has to be a thing that this is the thing that when you think of the trump indictment it's legally pathetic i love that it takes a lot of uh intellect and concentrated effort to distill complex thoughts into very simple concise phraseology yeah you're absolutely right all right let's take a break nigel's gonna join us we'll be back it's kendall casey show 93 wibc ethan hatcher in for casey whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is the Kendall Casey Show, 93 WIBC. I'm Rob. Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey today. Look who it is. Hey, boys. One half of the greatest afternoon show in all the land, Nigel. From the Hammer and Nigel show, number one rated. Thank you. Where's your partner today? I don't know. He's got something with baseball or something. The kid's got a, like a baseball tournament down in oh, Scottsburg. So, yeah, okay. Uh, got to go down there. And, uh, so it's you and Brian Baker this afternoon. Me and Brian Baker breaking down everything. Donald Trump indictment for sure. You like All days like this? You've been in radio. You've been oh, yeah. doing great radio for Dude. years. Do you like the big news days? Uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I'm, I'm, I can't get enough of it. I, I, steady, I fell asleep on a couch, woke up at like 1 o'clock in the morning last night just because I was addicted to uh, all the news coverage. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk to it. We're, we're talking about prosecutorial misconduct. Yeah. 
and Alvin Bragg, this radical Soros-installed DA yeah. in Manhattan. What better person to talk to about something like that than a guy that's been a prosecutor himself for a long time, a Hamilton County prosecutor, Greg Garrison. Oh, Ooh. I love it. Garrison that's is awesome. coming. He's going to uh, hit up with us, hook up like right at about 3 o'clock. That's it's great. Like a little bit after 3 o'clock. I love it. Got a bunch of other guests playing today, all the angles, everything you need to know. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, I, I need you to settle a week-long debate for us because you are Mr. Music in Central okay. Indiana. You've been, you have been everything from a country uh, disc jockey. Yes. You've been uh, new music disc jockey. CHR, pop, alternative you, you ever rock. Do, ever do any classic rock? Yeah, classic rock. Um, down in Austin, Texas, KLBJFM uh, for two years for this company, when they, for MS, when they still owned radio stations in other states. What was that station uh, in Terre Haute used to yes, jock for? Yeah, the river. Well, yeah. Yeah, the river. Um, that's right before Hammer and I got this gig. I was stuck in a little... <laughs> I was doing the morning show. They got rid of Bob and Tom, and uh, they wanted me to come do the just play rock music. You blew so, Bob. You were better than yeah, Bob. I and got you were higher ratings in Terra than Bob and Tom did uh, back in 2014. So. Um, okay, so the debate this week: Adam Lambert is out as the front man with Queen now. So it's a couple of the original members of Queen: Brian May, one of the other guys, I yeah. think, and then they've got Adam Lambert yeah. as the front guy. And I have long maintained that if the guy who wrote and sang most of the songs, in this case, Freddie Mercury, is not there, yeah. then it is not that group. You should not be able to call yourself <laughs> that group because you're not that group because the guy who did most of the work is not there. But you still have an icon like Brian May. Yeah. The Does the average um, person know who Brian May absolutely. is? Really? If you're a classic rock fan, if you're a Queen fan especially, uh -huh. you. I, I mean, but but the the problem with that is is that Freddie Mercury outshined. Yes. Uh, in terms of iconic status in the band, right. it was Freddie Mercury. But now it's Brian May, and uh, I no, I I still think you could call him Queen. If Brian May goes, Brian May is going on tour by himself. Could he sell out the Vogue? Yes. Yeah. Could, could he sell out the Mara? Yes. Could he do Game yeah, Bridge? Uh, yeah. no, I don't yeah. know about that. What, what are you talking about? I think it has on? to so, do. I think it has to do with percentages. If you were uh, at fifty percent capacity or less of the original membership of the band, then you can't call yourself the original band because it's not anymore. If you are greater than fifty percent original band members, then it's still the band. Okay, but but like let's take Journey for example because that's been one of my big pet peeves over the years. Steve Perry not in Journey anymore. When you're singing "Don't Stop Believing," you're not singing to Neil What's His Face that's Neil up Sean. there. Yeah. <laughs> up there now you're singing to steve perry that's the guy you heard on the radio you know lights Dude, all yeah. the big songs i'm telling you though it doesn't matter journey is still is in terms of of bringing in the crowd they're as big as it gets and uh they all did they do carb awesome. day one year yeah yeah yeah, yeah fake yeah. journey did carb day um i mean um I, I had the funniest tweet we were talking something about this yes uh, a couple of this a uh, couple days ago oh how long have you driven <laughs> Uh, to go see. <laughs> yes, I heard this segment. This was great. How, how long have you driven to go see a sporting event or a, a concert? Yeah. And some guy, some guy tweeted in, I'm driving to Cincinnati this weekend to see Molly Hatchett and all their members are dead. <laughs> and even some of the new members are dead too. <laughs> I don't have any idea if that's true or not, but I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, what's your, what's farthest you've gone? 
Uh, I, I drove to Chicago like in the late '90s to see Third Eye Blind at the that Metro. Seems like something you would do. Yeah, I love the, that was album it? back in the day. And Stephen Jenkins live, his voice isn't as good <laughs> as it was, from what I remember. Um, Cincinnati to see uh, Dave Matthews Band, stuff like that. I mean, I've been to a few. You know, I've been to the Grammys in California. You went to a so, Grammys? Yeah, it was a. Radio, Were you a seat filler? Pretty much, it was a radio junk. Oh yeah, like that, but. How long have you driven for a concert or a sporting event? Well, let's see. I've been to Kansas City. I've been to Chicago. Not Kansas City. St. Louis, Chicago, Cincinnati, Louisville. Yeah, I'm for for baseball games or for concerts? For concerts. Yeah, all for concerts. All Bruce? Yeah, all Bruce. Yeah. yeah. All those are all Bruce. Bruce. I've been to a I've been <laughs> you 11 went to times. Kansas City? How long did it take for you to get to uh, Kansas City? It was City? like 5 or 6 hours I think. I can't remember. It was St. It was St. Louis. I think I've got both of you beat. I've not been to California, but I once drove all the way to Iowa 8 hours out of my way for a phonograph. It was a 16-hour round-trip <laughs> journey. So that's not even a... E- it's for music, though. It counts. Uh, okay, for music. Ethan and All I right. got into a conversation. Yeah. He's getting a phonograph shipped to him from California, and I was pondering what the shipping cost on a phonograph... Oh, it's going to be hundreds of dollars. From, because de- depends on the size. I'm getting a portable Andia Buddha phone, oh, thusly dubbed. You're getting a what? A Buddha phone. <laughs> Don't you have one of those at your I house? i got five of them. If <laughs> I would sell them to you for 10 bucks. There's, there's a little statue of the happy fat Buddha up on top, oh. and, and then he How folds exciting. over to become the horn. I, hey. drove, I drove to St. Louis to see U2. Yeah. yeah, I've seen you two at uh, Bush Stadium there. Did you like the U2 concert? I was kind of yeah, underwhelmed. Yeah, I love that. I always tell Hammer, it was when my, my wife Lindsay was pregnant with her first son, and uh, she was like eight or nine months pregnant, so she drove, obviously, which is awesome. And, <laughs> and I, like, I was brought to tears when everybody was saying, you can't, we've always found what you're looking for. And the whole stadium was singing, and I was crying. I was about to have my firstborn kid, and I also had like 10 beers. Yeah, course. well, that's very good. <laughs> very emotional, very uh, emotional. Hey, Lubricated. My, can I make a request, a Hammer Nigel request? West this yes. year because we mentioned Journey and Carb Day. You know, they played that big Carb Day. They had a huge crowd huge. a couple years ago. Make sure this year when the race is, we're getting closer to race season, that you bring back great moments in lying uh, this year. Because- uh, was that when Ari told people I won the race? <laughs> And I was smoking, smoking <laughs> cigarettes and chugging Jim Beam after I got out of the car. We'll play that. Yeah, I. Uh, can I you just believe? Did. Can you believe Nigel Laskowski pulled his pants down and smoked a cigarette after he won the race? Remember, people are like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I, thought, I thought your interview yesterday with Dave Wilson was awesome. I love that. Uh, yeah. Oh, I missed and I missed your interview with Jay Baker today. Yeah. We, well, we talked a little bit about Bobby Heenan too, because he did some work with Bobby the Brain. And I love that you guys <laughs> were able to ask Dave Wilson about yeah, his buddy Bobby was, Heenan. It was a fun uh, trip down memory lane with Dave Wilson yesterday, who I, I competed against in the time slot on win? this signal. Did you win? Uh, who won? I, you know, it was in. They were on ten seventy WIBC at the time, yeah. and I was playing um, pop music on this signal. Radio now. So I would see those guys every day. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Like I said, everything, Trump, all the angles, and uh, Hamilton County Prosecutor Greg Garrison to break it down for us at 3 o'clock. It's the greatest darn afternoon show in all the land. Hammer and Nigel, 3 to 7 this afternoon. That's Ethan Hatcher. I'm Rob Kendall. Stick around. Coming up next, more Trump, more Trump. DeSantis weighing in. It's coming up next on 93 WIBC. Let me hear you.